one small job into oh two bathrooms now and yep. so yep. on and so forth right and it, and it's it's appealing because you're like thinking well now i don't have to find work all right this is perfect it's right here let's just stay in this house and do all these different things well what's happening is is that you're not giving your team an opportunity to develop consistency okay and essentially it, you know it's already inconsistent enough when a team does a different house every week right so now you're throwing in the inconsistency of not only doing a different house every week, but doing a totally different job skill set. Okay. There's right. no flow happening. That, that creates burnout in a company. Welcome to the Trade Thrive Breakthrough Series. In these episodes, you're going to find contractors just like you dealing with real life, real world, real business problems. I'm going to help contractors break through the barriers that are stopping them from growth. In these episodes, you're going to find that these same problems that you're dealing with in your business are the same ones that other contractors are dealing with as well, and we're going to get to the bottom of them. So tune in and get excited because the Breakthrough Series is happening now. All right, everyone, welcome to the breakthrough, uh, the business breakthrough series. I'm here with Dylan from Chameleon Decor, and we're going to get down to it. We're going to talk business. Dylan, um, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what is uh, what your day-to-day looks like in your business. And essentially, we'll get into some of the things that uh, you're wanting to discuss and go over in this breakthrough session, man. So take it away. Right on. Yeah. So uh, Chameleon Decor, kind of, it all started or kind of really... Uh, progressed when COVID hit. Um, I I was working at a gym as a personal trainer and uh, I've always done painting, bunch of different trades on the side. And uh, after the gym shut down, I had to do something. And uh, yeah, started the business. My dad flew up to Thunder Bay. He's, well, we're both from Toronto. Okay. And uh, yeah, so now my day to day looks like um, on the, on a couple different sites a day, kind of bouncing back and forth. I've got two guys working with me plus my father. Okay. And uh, yeah, right now it's just trying to find a balance between uh, keeping the business running and uh, making sure that production stays high. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, the never ending balance that you're, you're, you're in right now. So that's a good, absolutely. good, good kind of snippet of information. Let me stop there before we get too far ahead. I really first want to hit on the fact um, that you're working with your dad. And whenever I coach people or hear that that is a situation, how's that dynamic working out for you? Is he an employee or is he a partner? He's a partner. So, okay, it's, so... yeah, it's a partnership of, uh, for the business. Good. Um, where he's predominantly um, like kind of training the guys that we have. Because cool. uh, we do, uh, our scope is more than just painting. Uh, okay. We do tile work. We do flooring installation, okay. kitchen and bathroom remodels. Okay. Um, so he knows all of this stuff with numerous years of experience. So right. the two guys that we have, uh, he's been helping to train them. Uh, okay. Where my roles are supposed to be more so of the business stuff, but I'm obviously getting caught and doing yeah, a lot of the work. Keep production up. Gotcha. So your hands are dirty. Um, you're kind of trying to balance out your scheduling. Um, you have your dad, who's a partner in the business but you have these two guys. Now, are these two guys people that he knew beforehand or are these two guys that you brought on? How'd you find these two guys? Yeah, so one of them's a, a good buddy of mine who I played baseball with. Okay. And uh, the other guy is a uh, friend of a friend who, who needed some work. And okay. so this past summer, I had <laughs> numerous deck jobs and exteriors to do. So 
Um, the one guy I played baseball with has painting experience, has exterior perfect. painting experience. So that was perfect. We gelled right away. Okay. Um, the other guy had some experience in different areas of trades, but no sure. painting experience, sure. but it, he's perfect laborer. So when we were right. doing decks, uh, masking for exteriors, yeah. it was awesome. So you have a good uh, team. These guys are good guys. Yeah. Good, awesome. good workers. Good yeah. workers. Okay. So um, kind of wanting to really kind of dive into the, to the problem here. And I'm looking at um, a couple of things, you know, the first thing you said, and this scares the heck out of me is the fact that you're telling me that you do tile work, you do remodeling, you do all these different things and you're a painting company. Um, so why don't you tell me how that's been working out for you? And I'm sure you know the answer, um, but go uh, ahead yeah. and tell me. So let yeah. me guess, let me guess first. And then you tell me, so you're, you're taking on these jobs and they're taking longer than they're, than they're, they're scheduled and budgeted for. It's causing a lot of stress because chances are, you know, your friend's an exterior painter. Your dad's the only one that knows how to do it, right? Yeah. So your yep. dad's pretty much calling the plays here and he doesn't really have much help. So he's doing all himself and you probably learned from your dad. So you're the second in command. So you're having to go do these crazy jobs when, and then your, your employees aren't being utilized their capacity. And then ultimately now you're in a position where you can't leave because no one else knows what to do. Your dad's probably older, you're probably my age. So he's probably in his fifties. He's getting tired. Your customers are getting a little angry. And now you're in a position where you're like, what is going on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, to give you the first actionable piece of advice here is, is, you know, and this is just straight up, stop doing anything but painting. Stop. Because the money, and I like to call this opportunity cost, okay? The money that you're giving up is essentially the opportunity cost. Like, so you're taking on these, these jobs that have high dollar amounts usually. I mean, that's why you're yeah. taking tile jobs. You're taking all these things. There's two major issues. The first issue is that there's paint jobs that cannot be accomplished because you're too busy taking on these jobs, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy pickings. You probably maybe painted someone's house and they're like, hey, do you do tile work too <laughs> and 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 that is, has, has that happened well yeah, yeah all my estimates uh kind of <laughs> turn into, into okay. one one small job into oh two bathrooms now and yep. so yep. on and so forth right and, it, and it's it's appealing because you're like thinking well now i don't have to find work all right this is perfect it's right here let's just stay in this house and do all these different things well what's happening is is that you're not giving your team an opportunity to develop consistency Okay. And essentially, you know, it's already inconsistent enough when a team does a different house every week. Right. So now you're throwing in the inconsistency of not only doing a different house every week, but doing a totally different job skill set. Okay. There's right. no flow happening that that creates burnout in a company. Okay. Because these guys literally not only have to learn a new environment, they have to learn a new set of skills every single few days. Right. Yeah. So, so, and that takes the pressure off of you. You don't know your margins. You probably have no clue how much you're making. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. another question that I have. Sure. Right. Sure. And we'll dive into that. Yeah. So really that like, if we, if we're going to set the pace for where we're going with this right now, the number one word that you need to learn and, and you have to say it with confidence, knowing that you can trust your sales and marketing enough to make sure that you're going to have work for your team is no, you have right. to say no. And it was hard for me. I've been there. I actually took on a tile job. Maybe you saw something that I said or posted yeah. about the situation. Yeah, no, I, um, I heard that podcast yeah. where you and took right into that, yeah. Right, and I took the tile job. I painted the inside of a house. I took the tile job. We botched it completely. It took us two weeks. 
the resources, the energy. It only had to happen to me one time to never do it again. Okay. But your dad's probably super confident. He's probably like, yeah, I can do it. Right. Yeah. Well, like that's, that's kind of the problem is that like both my father and myself, like we do have the skills. Uh, Like we do decent work in my opinion for tile and flooring. So we like doing it, but I know for a fact, like it is something that's probably shot myself in the foot. Right. With like, we need to narrow down, like you're saying. Yeah, narrow down. And and one of the my favorite analogies that I've come up with is because it's so true. It's like if Starbucks wanted to, they could probably figure out how to sell people steak sandwiches, like homemade steak, you know, like but you don't you don't go to Starbucks for steak. No one wants Starbucks steak, however they figure it out. Hardly anyone wants their breakfast. It's way too overpriced yeah. in any way, but they figured out a way to do that. But I'm talking about a filet mignon. You don't go there for that. You go there for coffee. Okay. And yeah. they do that for a reason because, you know, in order to create a really good steak experience, that would mean that they have to figure out how to work that into their demand. They'd have to get a new oven. They'd have to get new, uh, a new person to man the, the steak station, you know, and it's like, what are we doing? We sell coffee. We're good at selling coffee. Let's keep selling coffee and get better at selling coffee. And if Starbucks eventually decides to create another business called Starbucks Steaks, that's that's when they do that. So let me let me kind of bring that into you. It's like you guys are probably really good at all these different things, but you don't have a system yet. So yeah. it's like you you don't really have anything to to branch out from. Like I'm not saying you can't take on extra work. But I'm saying that create the system first that runs independently and then branch out and do whatever you want. For me, we do interior and exterior painting. I did exterior painting for six months. I didn't take any interiors. Then eventually, once we mastered that, I then took interiors and I worked that into my business. Now we do crown molding. Okay, I didn't take crown molding for the first year, but I feel confident in our system. I have a good subcontractor for crown molding and trim work. That's something that I can... I can branch out to. Okay. But it wasn't, it was, it didn't make sense to do that early on. If I started taking a crown job and I would take exterior and interior, we didn't get good at anything. So that's kind of where I want to get at with that for you. Yeah. Um, That makes a lot of sense. So, so bridging into that, where are you finding your work? How do you, how do you find business? Uh, To be honest, it's literally been word of mouth. All right. That's a problem. That's a major problem. And and a lot of people think that's a good thing. And they're, they're prideful when they say that. I I think it's a good thing because you have a good rep, your reputation. Word of mouth is great. If you don't plan on growing Um, and, and what's happening to you is, is, is what's happening because you have nothing that you trust to bring you business. So by default, you're going to take anything that comes your way because you have no other plan. So to you, it's like, okay, I, can, I have to take this job because I don't know where else my job's going to come from. You haven't created a system that, that, that brings in business for you. So for me, I can confidently say, no, I'm good on your, on your tile job. That's five grand. That's going to take me two weeks and confuse the heck out of my guys. I got a way to get paint jobs anytime I need them. Okay. Right, a lot right. of people get on me for home advisor, but guess what? Whenever I need a paint job, all I gotta do is turn that stupid thing on and paint jobs come my way. Okay. So, so people say, well, oh my God, you're paying for leads. That's not how you do it. Absolutely. You're paying for leads some way or another. However you advertise, if you do advertise the word of mouth, you have a sign out there or whatever, yeah. this is just quick money. I mean, if you were to knock on doors and find paint jobs, you know, that would cost you your time. For me, I think it's a good investment to spend money on leads so you can save time marketing and you could just get to the actual production and collect money and then reinvest it. And that's how you do it. So there's a few avenues that I think you should explore. Now, do you have a website? 
That's uh, it's in the works. It's being built right yeah. now. I've got uh, yeah, an old boss is actually uh, helping build that thing. Great. Um, yeah, like it, it it has been word of mouth, and it's not because I. How just long? How long is how long has that website been in the works? Uh, it's been two weeks now. Two weeks. So, okay. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah, because because yeah. the whole purpose of your website is to bring traffic from Google. That's it. I mean, your website's cool to show off pictures and stuff, but everyone's looking on Facebook. Everyone's looking on Instagram. You just need a website. So when somebody's searching for a painter in your area, you're not one of the companies without a website. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah Are you guys sure. on Google? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, just great. got on Google. How um, many? How many reviews do you have? Uh, to be honest, I don't even think we have any. Okay, you need right to have now. ten by. I'm ten by next week. You need to find. You're young. I know all your friends are on Facebook, dude. Tell yeah. them to leave you character reviews on Facebook. To put your link out to your company. You need ten reviews by next week. That'll put you in the top twenty five percent of every painting company in your area. Ten reviews, guaranteed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why people call. Literally, they look at the reviews. Think about when you go out to eat with your wife or your girlfriend. What are you doing? You're looking at reviews. Okay, cool. We'll go here. That's a good idea. Same thing with even with painting, even flooring, it's the reviews. So mm -hmm. I know, you know, 10 people that can leave you and make sure that you tell them leave character reviews. Don't lie and say, you know, I painted your house when I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And even have your employees write, write reviews. You got young employees that can navigate Google, say, Hey, I love working for this company. I'm an employee. That, that goes a long way. Right. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, so actionable advice aside from saying no to things that it's, aren't your specific uh you know skill set and niche is to you know obviously get that website up and running and yeah. then you know get that google reputation up every customer needs to give you a google review and let me give you the easiest way to have somebody give you a review it's very simple hey just so you know you're going to get an email from me a little later today it'll have a link with a google review link there could you please leave me a review and if you look them in the eye and they say no, well, obviously that's not going to happen. They're going to say yes. So literally everyone who literally looks at you in the eye and says, okay, yeah, I'll do that for you. We'll leave you a review. I mean, 99% of people. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So I gave you some things and let's, let's start any questions you have so far with, with some of that. Uh, no, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. It's okay. just to kind of kickstart and really push myself to focus on those areas. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be good. huge for you. I mean, because, you know, ultimately your, your job, if you're a partnership with your, with your dad, let me tell you something first, you're light years ahead of a lot of people who are starting out and do not have somebody to handle production. Right. So what you should be doing is only taking paint jobs and make sure you tell your dad. So he's on the same page. Say, look, I'm going to get his paint jobs. I'll find out. And I know in uh, Canada, you have home stars up there. You need to yeah. get on home stars, call them. Yeah. And make sure that you know you sign up for them so you have a steady flow of leads. I mean, Homestar, I don't know if Thumbtack's up there. Whatever you can sign up for, Thumbtack. sign up for it. Because a lot of these are paper leads. So get to a point where you don't want to spend any more money. You just shut it off and they won't send you any leads. Gotcha. So from there, you're just going to master your sales process at that point. You know, and that's a conversation for a different time, but you know, yeah. you're going to master that. You're going to figure out the game. You want to call them right away. You want to, you know, obviously be personable on the phone, show up, do your presentation, close the deal on the spot, that mm -hmm. whole thing. Right. Um, you know, but the goal is, and like I was saying with your dad is that you have this person that you trust to manage production. Your job is marketing and sales right now. You're doing no marketing. So you're not really doing your job very well because you're, you're busy, you know, production. Yeah. 
But yeah. now I'm giving you some tools to, this is marketing, okay? Now we talked about Google, we talked about your website, we talked about paid lead generation. So that's three traffic sources for you right off the bat, okay? Right. Number four is Facebook, okay? You, right. have, you have free leads that you can find through Facebook groups, okay? Obviously groups are absolutely enormous everywhere. So groups that you can get on, um, just being active in your community with the chamber. I, I don't know if in Canada they have chambers of commerce. Do they? No. Well, I'm sure it's a different yeah. name or something. But yeah, essentially something. it's something okay. that all the businesses come together. I think they have BNI up there, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll have to look a little yeah. bit more. So it, essentially it's that. business networking, like, right? So that's another traffic stream, right? It's all about getting like traffic. Like if your business was a website, let's put it this way. If your business was a website and you had the best product in the world on your website, if no one can find it, your product's worthless. So it's like, you need to get your name out everywhere, dude. I mean, right. in any, you know, anyway, and you have to think where are people going to find paint jobs? Back in the day, it was newspaper, it was phone book, it was all these like archaic things. Now right. it's Google. Now it's Facebook. Now it's lead generations. I mean, if you turn on your TV, give it about 30 minutes and you'll see a paid lead generation service for home services, put on HGTV, you'll see that advertisement come up. That is where people are going. They don't trust contractors. So it's easier for them to go to someone who has screened the contractor to give them the name of somebody, you oh, know? Yeah. So, and you got to think about it again, like, you know, are you a homeowner? Yes. Yeah. So if you had anything done to your house so far since you moved in, did you hire anyone to do anything? I know you're pretty busy. No. So no, so I typically not. do pretty much all the stuff whenever <laughs> right. I get so, to it. So, you know, it God forbid anything happens with the AC man. I'm not a I'm not an AC guy, but yeah. you know, I always I immediately when something happens, like the first reaction for me was to go to Google. So like my suggestion to you is get on Google and Google the painting companies in your area. Right. Yeah. So see, like go through that, that process of what your customers doing. It's like painters in Toronto and see who you're up against. Right. Yeah. You're in a big city, but I yeah. guarantee you that the competition isn't as stiff as you think. No, no. And I, I do know most of the competition within my city. I actually worked for one of the companies before. Okay. So I do have a little bit of insight Good. that way. Good. Um, yeah. So what's the difference maker for you? I mean, like, honestly, like what separates you? If you're trying to sell me on, on your business, like what, why would I hire you over someone else? I mean, you're, you're very new. You don't have any, um, you don't have any ratings. Um, you know, your branding is probably not fully there. You don't have a website. What is it that makes you uh, trustworthy? I, I really go for like the experience for like, for exactly when I have contact with a person. Um, my number one goal is, to make that homeowner or client um, just have a very, very positive experience and enjoy the process. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know how stressful um, construction can be. Yeah. I know like all assets of it. Right. So just like being able to interact and help homeowners and have that full transformation and to see their fucking, I know it sounds cheesy, but to see their smile at the end of the day, when yeah. the job's all completed. That does, that's, that's not cheesy, dude. That's, that's, I think all, anyone who has pride in being a tradesman gets that same satisfaction. Yeah. That's, and that's I, really what, like, I think that differentiates me a little sure. bit is cause like, I really strive yeah. to make sure, and I know you stress on this is that the communication with the homeowner 
is yeah. top notch. Communication is uh, huge. And I'm sure it's been stressful for you to be saying, okay, it's going to be this day instead of this day because you're, you're kind of you're kind of falling behind. So what's going on right now? What's the what's the scene for for chameleon decor in terms of like what happened what's happening Monday? Like where what job are you guys working on? Like what's going so, on? So Monday, uh, well currently we have a kitchen remodel that is taking a little bit longer and it needs to get done uh we're also in the middle of a bathroom remodel and so essentially so it's i've grown way too rapidly so i essentially monday what's happening i'm pulling my father and one of my guys to the kitchen so all four of us will wrap it up uh which i know is now going to delay me on that bathroom remodel which is going to have you started that bathroom remodel yet yes how how far into it are you uh, we're in the process of, uh, putting things actually back. So we've ripped it all down to studs. Uh, yeah. we've, r- uh, put in new walls that we had to. And then, so now we're going into, um, making it's it look good. Deep. Yeah. Pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're a week into that one. And then this kitchen remodel where this will be the third week now on it, Dude. which isn't bad in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, um, so chameleon decor isn't decorating they're not painting uh, no not <laughs> right at the end of the job we'll paint but yeah but that's the thing like next week or not not this week but the week after that we've got a uh interior paint job uh, do you have any more remodeling jobs on your schedule uh yes i got two okay. more that you I haven't gotta, started yet yeah i got a bathroom that i another bathroom i haven't started so so let me ask you this and, and and i get it let me ask you this how committed are you like do you are you happy right now are you stressed oh i'm stressed for sure stressed today so what yeah. you need to do honestly brother and and take my advice i'm gonna save you from stress sometimes you gotta let go you gotta call these people and say listen you know i know this isn't what you want to hear but unfortunately i don't i don't want to get myself in a position where i leave you with a project that is unsatisfactory I have to, I have to put myself on the line here and I have to walk away from your project. You refund the depo- refund the deposit and you, yeah. and you walk away. It's time. Like you have to, or you're just going to, I'm going to hit you up next month and you're going to tell me, all right, man, we got, you know, this tile job happening. And they're like, you, you, you have to be able to let go. And it's going to be hard because they probably are excited and, and you got the investment. It's going to be tough, but you put yourself in that position. And, and the pain of having to do that is going to remind you enough next time this occurs to, to let go because that's taking away from five or six paint jobs that you could be doing. And, you know, your team's probably stressed out, bro. You know, I mean, starting a job and not finishing. And then you could tell the customer, I mean, the customer's unfinished work and they're in their bathroom and you know that they can't even use their freaking bathroom, you know, and, and you know that you should be there Monday, but you have to be like, okay, so sorry. We're going to have to be there Tuesday, dude, it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, honestly, that's what it is. Yeah. Ready for this? Honestly, it's Sunday. People are in their most restful state today. Okay. I would call today before Monday hits and everyone's in the stress of their day. And oh, great. The freaking chameleon's calling, telling me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. so my honest suggestion is to use back away, call them, say, Hey, this isn't going to work out. Refund their deposit 100%, maybe even give them a $50 Amazon gift card because that's going to protect your reputation. 
whatever you have to do to overcompensate and apologize, 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 put the blame on you completely. You're a new business owner. You didn't know any better. You're, you're in over your head. And the last thing you would ever want to do is give someone an unsatisfactory project because that's not why you went to business. That's going to free you. That's going to de-stress you. You tell your dad, this is the last remodeling job we're ever going to do in this business if we want to be successful. If we want to continue to shoot ourselves in the foot and make 350 bucks a week somehow, we got to let go. Right. You know, right. because you're not getting any cash flow right now. There's no way. Uh, no, it's yeah. no, that's that's how much are question. you owed? How much are you owed on these two jobs? Um, between both of them is what eleven? I think eleven it's, grand. Yeah, eleven grand. How much deposit? Yeah. How much deposit did you take? Uh, just ten percent. Ten percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With remodeling, I'm sure you're learning that that's not an, a good idea. No, because that's also been yeah. Uh, yeah. a tough pill to swallow. Because yeah, now you're you're paying for all the material materials out of your pocket. Yeah. So yeah, and in painting, you could take ten percent, finance the paint through Sherwin Williams, and and be good with it, you know. But with these other with contracting, you have eight different vendors you got to go to for all these different things, and it's it's messy, man. It's messy. Yeah. Um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it, it's really up to you. And and what it comes down to is developing a consistent production uh and, and and painting and that's it and staying with painting and not doing anything else for a year if anyone asks you to do anything outside of painting you say no sorry we just stick with what we're good at dude i've turned down so much work. i've probably turned down almost as much work as we do i mean you know because we're we're a very highly ranked painting company here so people call us for everything no sorry mm -hmm. we don't do new construction no sorry we don't do commercial no sorry we don't do uh you know uh, apartment flips no sorry we don't like i have no problem saying that because i know what we're good at residential repaints that's it right okay what is the revenue looking like for you on a month-to-month -month basis on average uh that i don't even have the proper answers for okay like i don't so, like that's my my system like i still i've been pull like i need to pull away from every all the production to be able to really focus on uh, all aspects of good running sure. the business properly Absolutely. because i don't even have those answers yeah and that's stressful anytime yeah. anytime like it's just you know and, and i know that puts a lot of pressure on you because you're you got people telling you your dad you know you, you probably promised him a, a fresh start you know getting getting this business going but you got to make the tough decisions dude leaders and business owners have to be tough it's going to be vulnerable to call these people and say no but that's mm -hmm. going to channel you and give you enough motivation to really take the advice I'm giving you. Get your 10 reviews on Google, okay? Get your, get your Homestars account set up. Find whatever other lead services are out there. Uh, Painter's Choice or Angie's List or I don't know exactly all the ones that are in um, Canada, but they're in Canada, trust me. Absolutely. Um, you know, so getting your Facebook business profile up and posting every day, taking pictures, getting a following, interacting with people, being a personality, dude, that's what people buy. And when you can capture that, you're no longer at the mercy of these random jobs that you're taking, because think about it. It's, it's taken you three weeks. If you took, if you took a 10% deposit on 11 grand, you took 1100 bucks. So you sold the kitchen remodel for uh 12 one right? That was the price. So yeah. it's taking you three weeks to capitalize on 12 one. That's four grand a week. Ultimately, uh, that's, that's a, a painting crew should be bringing in anywhere between six to 8,000 in a week, fully capitalized. Your crew of three should be at about six to 8,000 in a week doing anywhere between two and three jobs. Okay. Right. So 
if you were painting the whole time, let's say you went on the low end of uh, my spectrum here, that's 18,000 in three weeks, and you're, you're scratching the, the sur surface of 11 with a, a much higher material cost, okay? Right, so your yeah. material cost on remodeling is probably cl close to thirty to forty percent. About. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's about, so it's around there, yeah. Yeah. So paint cost is usually between fifteen and twenty percent. Okay. So your margins are way higher on painting anyway. All you got is paint. Mm -hmm. You're buying tile. You're probably buying cabinets. You're probably hope to God you didn't have to replace the countertops. Uh, I did. However, uh, for this specific job, the homeowner already had the new ones ready to go all already purchased, but obviously yeah. that's not going to happen with every job. Right. So, yeah. so that's, you know, was this helpful? Very. I, I think it's uh, like, you've given good advice and it, it is yeah. helpful for me for sure. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, that's kind of what I knew. I knew I brought this all on myself with taking on. Yeah, but, but you're not that deep into it to where you're just like, screw it. I'm looking at it like, dude, you just got to have enough, you know, courage to make that call, those calls. And anytime I've had to make those calls, which I've had to do, um, I just had to just accept whatever came and just tread carefully when you call and yeah. just make it seem like it's in their best interest to accept their fate with you not doing their work yeah you know it's in their best interest just say listen you know i just i have to be honest here i don't want to i don't want to ruin your house <laughs> yeah yeah you know um and then you know so you you asked me some questions about revenue um we were talking about a little bit of job costing did you have some questions about that or yeah that's the, kind of a main one is is how like where like how do i get paid when i remove myself from all of the production sure. um, is just how do I keep a steady flow of income for myself? Absolutely. For so it's a good question. So, so, you know, think about it like this, all right? You have you, your dad and employee one, employee two. Okay. What I'd like for you to do is visualize, you know, this, this building above you guys. Okay. You guys are working inside the business. All right. You guys are performing tasks and what you're all trying to do is bring in money and give it to the business. Okay. You have a role right now. We're going to call you the sales manager, sales and marketing manager. We're going to call your dad, the production manager. Okay. And then we're going to call the two employees, crew leader and helper. Okay. The goal is think of a conveyor belt. All right. The goal is for this conveyor belt to pop you out of the business and for someone to assume the roles that were underneath the business. Okay. Now you're up here, okay? And then your dad would be up here eventually, okay? And yes, you could still do your role, but you wouldn't be underneath the business. Now, the reason why I'm trying to illustrate this for you is because ultimately when you're underneath here, okay, you're making a salary as that role. You would be getting paid from the business um, to, to do the task that that role requires. Once you're out of it, that's when you make um, dividends, profit. Okay. So you could be doing, you can actually be making both at the same time, but in the beginning of a growing business, you don't really, you don't really want to take too much of your profits away. You want to reinvest the profits to hire, hire more people to get better equipment, to do all these things. Eventually when the business runs itself. So let me give you an example. Let's say you guys have two crews and your dad is running all production. We're going to call him a supervisor of the business. 
So he would draw a salary from the business and he would get paid from the business. Okay. And then all your employees would get paid from the, the business. And then you, depending on what kind of agreement that you and your dad have, you're either going to continue to be in that role or you're going to have your dad, let's say, let's say you have your dad do estimates and your only job becomes doing marketing. Well, you could either, you could take a salary from the business and just take a salary or you could take the dividends. So when you have a partnership, you guys split the dividends, however you guys have created um, your, whatever your agreement is. And usually you do that on a quarterly or annual, annually, annual basis. Um, for the, you know, and, and that's just this, that's kind of like the gist of, you know, the structure. And it's weird because in small businesses, we don't see it like that. But what's interesting is it's the same, like it correlates directly with huge corporations. So if you think of a huge corporation, they have a board of directors, right? Uh, they have shareholders, they have and the shareholders own the business too. Um, and they, the shareholders get dividends, you're a shareholder of your business you know, right. if you've incorporated your business. So let's say you, you own 50% of the shares and your dad owns 50% of the shares. You can be a shareholder and still work in your business. Right. Okay. Is that, is that all that makes sense? Yeah. No, I'm following. Right. Yeah. So yeah. in terms of the pay, like you should have a payroll company handling all this for you. If okay. you're just drawing checks out of your uh, bank account and kind of just writing checks and trying to figure out how to divide it, that's going to cause you a lot of stress. And I'm, that's probably how you're doing it right now, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of payroll companies out there, man. And I think that in the beginning, you should find a company that's pretty big. ADP is the most, like, yeah. it's the biggest, dude. I would reach yeah. out to them, um, tell them what's going on. They're going to set you up as an employee in your own business. They're going to set your dad up as an employee in the business. They're going to set up the two guys as employees. So every week, you're going to look at, you know, how much you think, that you should make. So you could say you want to make 500 a week out of the business and then you want to give your dad 500 a week. So you guys both get a direct deposit of 500 and then your employees get what they, you know, whatever their hourly rate is, you know, and you do that every single week. And eventually once a quarterly report comes out, you guys can draw your dividends. You can take what's called a bonus from the business and, and make the good money. Um, you know, that's, that's a pretty deep, deep one, but I hope, hopefully yeah. I didn't really understand that when I first started until I hired a payroll company. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I'm actually an employee of my business. So I take a, I take a salary from our company and then the dividends and bonuses for being a hundred percent shareholder of my company is what, you know, the majority of the money. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but job costing is going to help you because, you know, I think that, you know, really job costing is looking at, you know, and with painting, you can really track costs on a per job basis because with painting, you don't really use a lot of the same paints in residential painting. You're usually using different colors and things like that. So you can tie the costs directly to the job. So for example, if you sell a job for $10,000 and you use $2,000 worth of paint that only got used on that house, that's eight grand left. Then you have um, your labor. Let's say your labor was three grand. So that's $5,000 left. So you made a 50% profit on the job gross profit. Okay. And then from there, that's when you divvy out what you and your father split or however you go from that route. Gotcha. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So anything else, man, anything, anything pressing? Uh, no, I think, uh, like those, those were the two or you covered more with what you, uh, went off about, but, uh, 
no, that makes total sense. Cause a lot of the stress that I'm getting now is, is how to keep my production high with my employees. But yep. you're right. It comes from the, the job skills are too big. The, the skills that they have to know are too vast yeah. Yeah. where, like you said, you, they, they don't build consistency that way and there's no system that way. No, not at all. So. Not at all. So, you know, going forward, use these resources that I gave you, man, focus on painting. I hope that you make those phone calls today. You just walk away from those knowing that you're going to find paint jobs and those are going to fill those spots anyway. So, you know, that would be the goal. Sweet. All right, Sweet. my friend. Well, thanks so much for your time and uh, going forward, man, if anything else comes up, man, I'd, I'd really love to help you out again and, and help you on your journey. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate this, man. Awesome, Thank man. you for your time awesome. very much. No problem. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed the breakthrough series. Um, hey, if you're interested in jumping in and allowing me to dive in and help you break down some barriers in your own business, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the next breakthrough series session where we will dive in. We will figure out what's going on in your business. I will give you actionable advice and you'll be able to use that advice and take your business to the next level. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me on Instagram, however you need to reach out to me, find me and we will set up a time for me to coach you through the barriers stopping you from growth.